Welcome to the Remy Radio Program. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Hey, if you found us for the first time, we want to welcome you to the show. It's just a very real conversation from truth seekers who love the Lord Jesus Christ and want to talk about news from a biblical worldview. So thank you for tuning in to the Remnant Radio Show. Okay, guys, lots to talk about. So people are asking me hourly, <laughs> minutely, like every every minute I'm getting texts, emails, and uh, messages via social media. What do you think about, you know, President Trump and the impeachment and the Democrats and this whole this whole circus. What do you think about it, Pastor Todd? We want to hear what you think. So I thought a good uh, topic for the show today would be to talk about this matter because obviously it's on the hearts and minds of many Americans, especially the 60 million plus that voted for President Trump and elected legally, legally, a duly elected president into the White House in 2016. And ever since then, we have been battling the deep state, the globalists, the establishment rhinos, uh, Republican in name onlys like John McCain, Paul Ryan, and others. And so here we are today now, over two and a half years later, still dealing, still dealing with the deep state who are still trying to overthrow this president. And people want to know what I think about this latest barrage, uh, the fake Ukraine story, which is no more real, no more legally binding, no more, uh, you know, truthful in any way than the two and a half years of Russian collusion delusion that we had to deal with. So now it's a new version. It's Russian collusion 2.0, where they're falsely accusing President Trump based upon a well-written, which by the way, was written by a lawyer, not by the whistleblower, well-written whistleblower report written by a lawyer, appears to be a complete staged event that was pre-determined to happen. In other words, Shifty Shift, Nancy Pelosi, and others planned this out. They knew this was coming. Uh, Schiff had the whistleblower document in his hands well in advance to when it became public. And uh, obviously they knew what was in the whistleblower report. They went ahead with it. Uh, they, they rolled out the story. They use the uh, the smear tactics that they uh, love to use that Nancy Pelosi even talked about in a video that I posted online recently uh, where they leak the information to the fake news media. Then the fake news media prints stories based upon their leaks. And then the very people that leaked it, shifty shift, then go out there and say, oh, we, we are going to verify these reports that the Washington Post and CNN and New York Times are you know, reporting on about President Trump and his inappropriate phone call with the Ukraine prime minister or the president of Ukraine. And so it ends up being a total sham. It's a total sham and it's a mockery of our republic. It's a mockery of the way things are supposed to, you know, be run in our country uh, from the, the, the Congress, which is, you know, one of the three branches of government. Uh, you know, the Congress and the Senate make up that branch, the legislative branch. And so here we are today and people want to know, what do I think about this? Will the president be impeached? Is he in trouble? Is this all smoke and mirrors? Is this another Russian collusion narrative that we're going to see ends up being false? Well, first of all, I answer that question. Yes, it is another fake news story, which I have been reporting since the first day that they rolled this story out. 
And will the president survive it? Yes, I believe he will. But here, here are the issues that we have with this is, is that once again, it puts a dark cloud over the president because the news cycle is just completely um, you know, regurgitating the story over and over again, 24 seven. And it, it impedes the president's ability to govern. It, imp- it impedes the, the executive branch's ability to govern because they have to then utilize their resources, hire lawyers, you know, have these legal teams that are, you know, like a, like an army that they need in order to defend themselves from this fake news, you know, monstrosity from the deep state that's trying to take the president out. So if he doesn't hire this army of lawyers that are very effective, by the way, and uh, very well versed in in law and know how to maneuver through this, if he didn't do that, he would be out. So he has to have these, these legal advisors that are, you know, finding ways around all these accusations. And, you know, on top of that, there's the alternative media, guys like me that are out there doing real investigative journalism and looking at the actual facts, which, by the way, the transcript of the call is pretty clear. Uh, you know, there was many people listening in on the phone call. By the way, this just proved that the president is still being spied on. I don't think anybody can deny that fact because uh, obviously the president was being spied on on his phone call once again. Uh, otherwise, this whole story wouldn't even be out there in the first place. But it's it's really second or third hand information from the whistleblower because we've now found out that this supposed whistleblower who we believe is someone who's involved in the CIA, a man. Uh, and I, I truly believe it's, it's a swamp creature. I believe it's a deep state holdover person in the CIA, you know, an Obama holdover, somebody who was orchestrated, you know, by the deep state, by the democratic party, uh, to, to come out with this story at this precise timeline in order to completely take over the news cycle and, literally push us right back to where we were with the whole Russia collusion narrative for two and a half years. So once again, you know, the Democrats are saying, hey, we're going to impeach. You know, now they've even taken it to the next step where they're actually starting the impeachment hearings on Capitol Hill. They've subpoenaed Pompeo. They've, you know, they've tried to subpoena uh, other members that they're, they say they have the White House in their in their sights. Uh, they already, you know, Giuliani, um, they already had the uh, DNI acting DNI director in uh, session already on uh, you know, on the record, and so they they're going full steam ahead with their plan. They don't need facts, ladies and gentlemen. They do not need facts. If they needed facts, then none of this stuff would have happened. I mean, look at the fake you know dossier that was uh, you know basically op- opposition research from from the Hillary Clinton campaign from the DNC. Uh, you know, that's unverified dossier that ended up being a completely false dossier for the Russian collusion story that they went with. And they unmasked uh, U.S. citizens through the FISA abuse and all that stuff I really believe is going to come out. So here's here's some of the stuff. And I'm going to give you some inside baseball today. As you know, I talk to a lot of people. I, I don't give my sources, but I'll tell you what the conversation is right now from people that are, that are close to the president, close to the administration. I really believe this to be the case. So we know Pompeo. Now, first of all, let me just answer my question. Is the president going to be impeached? No, he's not going to be impeached. So I want everybody to understand that, you know, the Senate is the firewall. And that's why it was such a big deal to win the Senate in 2018. And I often talk about statistics and the fact that 25% of evangelicals even voted, which was pretty pathetic. 
in 2018 here in California, really, really pathetic turnout. And uh, that's why a lot of the house seats in Orange County, which is a predominantly red area in the state of California, flipped with uh, a blue tsunami that was really put into effect by ballot harvesting, which is uh, a very borderline practice that the Democrats use. It is legal, but it is a very uh, you know borderline uh, you know gray area procedure that they used. If you don't know what ballot harvesting is, basically what the Democrats did was they went to people who normally would not turn in a ballot. They collected, you know, one person could collect up to 500 ballots. And they, that one person brought them into the registrar and those votes were recorded, uh, you know, by that one person collecting them. So there was a lot of nefarious stuff that was done. This time around, I believe the Republican Party is going to be uh, more inept, uh, you know, more understanding, um, hopefully. I don't know, maybe they are, maybe they are not going to do anything. I mean, sometimes I wonder, and they aren't in the GOP here in California, the CA GOP, if they're really going to get their act together. I don't know, but they might be inept. I don't know, but we'll have to see. Uh, but, it, you know, they're talking about, they're talking about utilizing that same practice. So we're hoping that the Republicans here in California and other states where the Democrats initiated this, uh, where it is legal to do ballot harvesting, we're hoping that the Republican Party gets their act together and actually does the same thing because we're going to have to use these tools and even use them in a greater manner in order for us to win and flip these seats back. That really should have been, I mean, that District 39 in California, you know, in Orange County, definitely. I mean, that was won by Young Kim and then, you know, they flipped it after they counted the, uh, you know, they tabulated the votes uh, that were done for the ballot harvesting. So we remember very, very um, you know, vividly the, the night after and the, you know, the days following the 2018 midterms where a lot of those seats flipped uh, where we didn't expect them to flip. Uh, Valencia, California, Santa Clarita, that area, Katie Hill took that. That was a, uh, an incumbent GOP member that uh, held that House seat for many years. And so um, just really sad to see what happened. But hopefully the Republican Party gets their act together and, uh, you know, counters this ballot harvesting phenomenon because it is legal and that we do our own version and we also initiate church ballot harvesting where pastors, you know, collect the votes and uh, collect the votes of their congregants and get people that otherwise were not vote. So we can get that number up from 25% uh, to a much more significant number of evangelicals because evangelicals predominantly vote Republican, 80%. So that's what we need to do. So do I think the president will be impeached? No, I don't. I don't think the president's going to be impeached. Not It's not going to get through the firewall, which is the Senate, even though we might see a few senators on the Republican side that are deep staters that end up, uh, you know, turning on the president. And I really hope that we don't see that, but I would not be surprised if that's the case. We already know Susan Collins and, you know, people like her are very, uh, there's a good chance that they might. So we'll just say that. But I don't think it'll make it where they'll have enough votes to impeach the president and the Senate. So what will most likely happen, and Mitch McConnell's already said that he will have to, uh, by law, according to him, uh, have some type of trial in the Senate if it gets through the House, which we believe at this point it probably will at some point. However, uh, even if they have a trial in the Senate, they can either use it to their advantage, which I think would be great, where they, they bring in Democrat people that should be brought before a Senate uh, you know, judiciary inqu inquiry, that would be really wise. And they start outing some of the, the illegalities of the Democrats. That would be, I mean, why don't you give them their own medicine? That's what I would do if I was Mitch McConnell. I'd start subpoenaing, you know, I'd use my subpoena power from the Senate 
and get Hunter Biden in there, get Joe Biden in there, get uh, Hillary Clinton in there, you know, what she did with the email server and, you know, start really holding some of these people accountable, Barack Hussein Obama and, and many of the atrocities and illegal actions that his administration took. Loretta Lynch meeting Hillary Clinton on the tarmac. Remember that? Remember Barack Obama telling, uh, you know, the Russian um, Foreign Minister Lavrov, you know, or, you know, basically telling him, uh, you know, wait until after the election, I'll have more leeway, tell, tell Putin, you know, that got barely any coverage, but yet he... He told Putin, hey, after the election, I'll have more flexibility. No one even cared. The media didn't say anything. Could you imagine if President Trump, the exact same hot mic moment, they would be impeaching him? I mean, which they already are doing for no evidence and no nothing. They're, impe- they're impeaching. They're, they're starting this impeachment inquiry over a falsified legal document that some lawyer drew up for this whistleblower, this quote-unquote whistleblower, which, by the way, they told you know, how to be protected by the Whistleblower Protection Act, you know, how to operate, just like they do with illegals when they get to the border, they give them a paper and they say, say this, say that. That's what they did with this this whistleblower, who I believe is a deep state plant, who I believe is somebody that they initiated this whole, you know, they, they wanted this to happen. This They were going to roll out this story. This was a planned psychological warfare event. So here we are. Here we are now, you know, weeks into this, and it's a it's a psyop in the American people. So a lot of people are getting, you know, tired Christians, conservatives are feeling beat down. They're feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling, I can't believe we just got through the whole Russian collusion delusion. Now here we are again, you know, in a situation that looks like it could even be worse. So yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But the president's not going to get impeached. But what they're trying to do is for the person who's a low information voter, for the American who really doesn't do their research and believes what the fake news media says, six corporations that own 90% of the mainstream corporate media, by the way, and they believe these people over truth tellers like myself or what the president's trying to you know, out and show in his tweets and in his press conferences. But they're, they're not believing us or the president. They're believing the mainstream corporate media. So for those low information voters, this, this is, uh, and there's a lot of independents out there. There's a lot of people that are, are not really affiliated with either party, but are going to be influenced by this news cycle because it's a strategy that they use. It's like a rules for radicals, you know, Solinsky strategy, where they repeat the same lie over and over and over again. And eventually people start believing it. It's the same thing with the Russian collusion delusion. There's still people out there that wholeheartedly believe that the president colluded with Russia, even though there was never a shred of evidence ever proven. And in fact, it was the Clinton campaign that had dealings with Russia. So, you know, I just, be, you know, they, people believe it. I don't know why. Because they just don't even do their research. They don't care. They believe what ABC News or CNN or MSNBC says, and that's that. So we have a large portion of these people in our country, and unfortunately, this is a great disservice to the American people launching the psychological warfare operation. And I talk about this often, but by the way, Barack Obama, when he was president, issued an executive order that said it was now legal for the American news outlets to use propaganda against the American people. So he legalized propaganda. You can Google that and it will actually come up. It's a true statement. Yes, he did. So that's why we're seeing so much fake news where the Washington Post can literally come up. Jeff Bezos owned Washington Post. It's a propaganda outlet where they they can literally disseminate a false story, completely false with no no sources. they'll, They'll say they have sources, but they'll never name them, unnamed sources. And it'll just be a completely fake story that comes out and then the other news outlets pick it up. Sometimes it's the New York Times. Sometimes it's BuzzFeed. 
But whoever it is that initiates the fake news story, then it gets disseminated throughout the news cycle and repeated over and over again by the corporate media and uh, the Rothschild-owned corporate media. So anyways, that's what's happening. And there's a large amount of people in America that believe it. And it does wear down people like myself. It does, uh, you know, cause us a tremendous amount of stress. And again, here we are again. Families are arguing. Uh, employers are firing people based on their political beliefs. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of division in our country. And yes, we're, as, as Pastor Robert Jeffers said the other day, we are at a moment here where we could see a literal civil war. If they try to take out the president of the United States in, in one way or the other, whether they try to assassinate him or they try to take him out of office, I, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of gun-toting Americans. They're not going to be happy. And they might start firing the first shot. I don't know, because how long is it going to happen? How many people are going to take this for these left, you know, left coast and east coast you know, people to, to basically just ratify the, the votes that, that 60 million plus Americans voted for President Trump? So... This is nuts. This is crazy. So it is dangerous and we're in epic times and it's unfortunate. And unfortunately, there's still a lot of pastors and leaders that refuse to say anything about it. They refuse to defend our president. They refuse to defend our constitution. They refuse to stand for liberty and freedom. And they really don't even understand what would happen if a Democrat like Elizabeth Warren were to become president of our country. If, if, if Barack Hussein Obama were to get back in the White House via uh, Michelle Obama presidency, I mean, God forbid. But, you know, this is what we're looking at right now is that these things could are very possible. And, you know, not to mention all the illegal votes and they keep being uncovered by watchdog agencies like Judicial Watch and others that are exposing the, the people in California and, and precincts around the country that are illegals that have voted that are that have voted in the last election, people that are dead, that you know apparently people use their names and, and voted on their behalf, dead people. Uh, funny by the way, it always ends up being a Democrat vote. So there's voter fraud. There's people that are literally operating in uh, treasonous behavior right now. Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat Party, Grassley. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy what we're seeing out there. It's crazy what we're seeing out there. So, you know, I would say don't worry too much because here's now the inside baseball that I promised. Okay, here's the inside information. Is, is that I think the president, so Pompeo has been overseas. He's been going to various countries that are in the Five Eyes Network. I believe he's doing investigation. Barr is doing investigation. Horowitz is doing investigation. Others um, they're doing investigations right now on the origins of the Russian collusion delusion and the fake dossier. And I believe that the president is holding on to this information. Now, I don't have this as proof, but just from the information that I've seen out there, I think the president is waiting for the right moment. And I think that he's going to start leaking all these things like the FISA document, because when that document gets declassified, oh my goodness, it's going to be damaging to a lot of deep state people. A lot of deep state people, including Adam Schiff. So once they declassify the FISA documents, once the uh, these Horowitz reports and others that come out, I think that there's going to be a lot of information uh, that we're going to be a breath, you know, that we're going to be able to see as the American people through through Freedom of Information Act and through Judicial Watch and others that are going to be pressing for this information to be released. And they have to wait for the right time because, see, the way the news cycle works right now is if they were to release this right now, which a lot of people want them to do, a lot of people on our side, you know, want them to do this, patriots and 
Christians are like, why haven't they done it? I don't understand. Why aren't they fighting back? Here's the, the deal. They need to wait for the right time because if they release all their, you know, if they show their cards right now and they release all the information right now, the issue is, is that the news cycle will just bring, they'll just have some other deep state uh, release via the Washington Post or BuzzFeed or New York Times or whoever, CNN, and that'll, that'll just take over the news cycle. So they know that. President Trump knows that. He sees how they work. So they have to wait for the right moment. They have to do carpet bombs where they just release little bits of information here and there so that it's in the subconscious of the American people that they say, hey, something's going on here. Joe Biden's son. Yeah, there, were, there was pred quo, quo, you know, through, uh, through Biden when he was the vice president. You know, he did, he did uh, actually do what they're accusing President Trump of. Joe Biden did. Barack Obama did. They did illegal treasonous acts. Hillary Clinton had a drop box, basically, where she released information that was top secret information, military information, top secret classified documents to foreign entities like China and Russia and Ukraine. And so she is guilty. Barack Obama is guilty. It leads right up to him. You don't think he knew that people were spying on the incoming administration? Come on. Of course he did. Absolutely knew. We saw that through the WikiLeaks that Obama knew. I mean, the, this stuff is, is information that's been out there for a long time. But unfortunately, a lot of people kind of forgot about it or because it was through WikiLeaks and not the mainstream media, they didn't really believe it, even though WikiLeaks has really never released anything that was false. So they have a, a very high credibility. But for whatever reason, people wait for Fox News to report it or some other news you know, that they consider mainstream news. And unfortunately, many of the mainstream news are are taken over by these elites or taken over by these deep state you know, entities that really run them and give them their talking points. So you're not going to hear these stories reported on by them. Or if you do have reporting from them, it's not going to be the kind of reporting that really digs in as an investigative journalist. They're not going to do it. They're going to report it just for the sake of reporting it so that they can't be accused of not reporting it. But they're not going to go in detail like they do where they repeat it every day over and over again like they're doing with President Trump and with this ridiculous call with the Ukraine president, Zelensky, which ended up being there's no there there. I mean, it was a, a like the president says, a perfect call. There's nothing there. He released the transcript. There was nothing there. So they're going by a document that is the whistleblower document, which is talking about what the president said on the call. But the president already released what he said on the call. And there was nothing illegal. So this whole thing is nonsense. So, you know, what I think is going to happen is I think they're going to keep playing this out. They're going to, they might even come out with some new stories. They might want to talk about what the president said with Putin or, you know, with another call or they'll have some other story that they roll out so that they can keep this thing going. And the Democrats will continue to parade people through subpoenas in the Congress and the congressional hearings to make it all look legitimate, to make it all look like something is going on here. But when in reality, I believe the president and the attorney general Barr and Pompeo and others you know, Giuliani, they're secretly working behind the scenes right now and they're going to drop a lot of information as we get closer to the election, but they have to be strategic in their timing because this is a, a game of chess and if they if they make the wrong move at the wrong time, they're going to they're gonna play their best, you know, piece. So they have to wait. They have to wait for the right time and that's what we're experiencing right now. So don't get disheartened and don't feel like we're defeated, but this is a battle it's a spiritual battle, 
even though there are you know tangible people like the president that we're looking at and people say well he doesn't represent me as a christian i get it i'm not saying the president is a spiritual leader but he is somebody that god has placed in for a time such as this in order to navigate our country through a very difficult time and, and if we pray and if we seek the lord's face and we repent as a church and we start to be the head and the tail not the, you know the head and not the tail once again we lead culture and we start preaching the truth from the pulpit again and things will turn around in our country. But if we don't do that, this reprieve season could be done at some point. We could get an Elizabeth Warren or, you know, a Barack Hussein Obama, Michelle Obama in the White House. And if we get that, I, I just want to tell you, I don't think a lot of pastors are thinking this through. If we get that, that would be the worst thing that ever happened in our, in our country in our lifetime. They are going to go after religious liberties and freedoms. They're going to go after, I mean, you think the Equality Act is bad? You haven't even seen nothing yet. You think some of these legislative pieces that they brought forth in California are bad? You know, uh, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Because they have documents and they have bills that are just waiting uh, to take away our guns, take away our religious liberties and freedoms, to target people that are truth seekers, that, that speak the truth publicly. They're going to try to shut down conservative media. I mean, they're going to go after. They're going to go for the jugular so that this never happens again. And we could very well see a very um, dangerous time in our country where there's social unrest, like what's been happening in you know, Ch China and in uh, Taiwan. I'm sorry, Hong Kong. But uh, you know, we could see something like that, you know, the yellow vest movements in, in France. We could, we could definitely see things like that happening on the streets of the American cities. And so that's what we have to understand. We're that close. We're there, friends. If you don't think we're that close, then you're really not paying attention because this is all part of the Democrat plan. It's all part of the socialist plan to put us into people groups, you know, use identity politics to get people divided and angry with each other. This is all part of their strategy and all part of their plan. And they are going for, you know, the, the complete takeover, the complete, as Barack Hussein Obama said, the fundamental transformation of our nation. If you don't think that's what they're trying to do, they're trying to eradicate our first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth amendment rights. They're trying to go after our constitution, ratify it. They, they consider it a living document. They want to change it. They want to take out big portions of the constitution. If you don't think this is what they're doing, then you just haven't been paying attention and you need to wake up. And so when I talk about church ballot harvesting and ballot harvesting here in California, when I talk about waking up and, and starting to speak truth from the pulpit and, and, and standing with our president, like Franklin Graham so boldly does, and others like Mario Murillo and people that are, that are not ashamed to stand with our president to speak truth. And I know people say, well, I don't like to hear pastors talk about politics. This is a battle between light and darkness. You don't understand, we will lose our country. We will lose our freedoms. We are there, friends. This is a moment to rise up. Okay, this isn't about the Republican Party. This isn't about the Democrat Party. This is about a group of radical globalist socialists, communists, that are attempting a coup and a complete takedown of our nation. If you don't understand that, then maybe you just haven't been researching. But I'm telling you, as a man who fears the Lord and loves the Lord, I'm telling you this is what's happening. So we need to wake up. Don't be disheartened because understand that our prayers are powerful. That's how we got President Trump. We would have a Clinton presidency. We would have probably been already at war with Russia or North Korea or who knows what she would have done. She wanted to put people like me into re-education camps like they do in China. So we don't know where our nation would be if there was a Hillary Clinton presidency right now. But thank God he gave us Donald Trump. He gave us these four years. Hopefully he's going to give us four more. And we can turn this country around and see a great move of God and a revival in our country if pastors start speaking the truth. And we use this moment in time to really understand this is a wake-up call for the church because that's what this really is, is a wake-up call for the church. But 
again, there's some very serious matters that are on the line here. And we better respond now. We better respond in prayer. We better be informed, understand. And we got to get more than 25% of Christians and evangelicals to vote. We got to get the entirety of the church out there this time around because this is the most crucial election of our lifetime. And it's it begins now. And it's not about pastors who are talking politics. Some people say, well, past, you know, this pastor should have probably just been a politician because they talk so much about politics. No, it's because we, first of all, there's not enough pastors that are speaking up. And so the few that are bold enough have to do all the heavy lifting. You know, we don't want to talk about politics. You think I want to talk about politics? I don't want to talk about politics. But the thing is, is that right now this is a situation we're in. And it's a life or death matter for the future of our nation and our kids. And so that's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's going on. So do I think the president is going to be impeached? No, but I do think we're going to see a lot of crazy Democrat narratives come out. They're going to parade a bunch of people before the House committees. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to pray for our president, but I think he's going to come out on top and uh, i'm just waiting for him to roll out some of this information at the right time all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to today's remnant godcast we love you and we bless you make sure to tune in next time when we talk more about truth from a biblical worldview